Welcome to Agile Adventures, where we explore concepts, tips, and tricks that help your teams achieve their goals and dreams. To prepare for this. Okay, welcome to Agile Adventures with Brian Levy and Jacob Shore. How's it, how's it going? Today we have Santa Claus standing in for Brian Levy. Uh, <laughs> how's it going? Uh, apparently the North Pole has uh, switched to Agile and is now, is now, now giving our print has managed to give our presents, you know, before Christmas. That's right. That's right. Had a schedule. Nah. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm preparing for next year. Yes. Preparing for next year. Gonna get the rounds in early. You can never, you can never have too much foresight. That's right. Exactly. And you know, yes. Americans can never have sale for Christmas too early. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yes, they suggest they just take you know right after Christmas to scratch off the 2020. 21 and you know do christmas you know just put in the two that just spray paint a two, a two on there you know you're good right <laughs> you know all all of the all of the all of the food stuff will last in america right you know not right. preserved preservatives there you know you know yeah we uh it's the, the big deal here actually we were, i was joking with someone from france because they were saying oh no you've imported the uh the Christmas sales and all the Black Friday sales into France. Now that's their that's their thing. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, France. I could I could I could say I I could say things about that, but I'm not going to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, people people may not know about my history with France, and that I'm fine with that. Is that going to be another episode? It might be. You know, it'll probably be. We didn't get the. We didn't have a New Year's episode, so we weren't drunk. But you know, I would probably have to have like a couple of couple of shots before we started talking about France. But yeah. Anyhow, uh, but we are. We do have a thrilling topic today. Uh, that's sort of a you know was led in from last week's topic which is we, you know, whatever, it seems that we've had uh, two episodes where we talked about the Scrum Master and about what an uphill battle it is and how it goes against the cultural grain of most of these uh, corporations. And now we're gonna, so we plan on having a episode about how to actually change the culture, how to be the change you wanna see or something like that. That's right. That's right. That's right. And the, yes. the cultural thing is, is actually hard because most people can't see what their culture is. Lots of times it takes the outside lens. So trying to change something where you don't even know what it is, you know, it's a difficult feat. The first step has to be identify what your culture is. Right? Yes. Uh-huh. Which is hard, right? It seems that, yeah. It seems that everybody else probably will know, so you can just ask them and they'll tell you nicely. Well, so here's the thing. You, usually we, we say, here's what our culture is, but we have a very high opinion of ourselves. 
And what you say your culture is, is usually not what it really is. It's usually something different. Yes. So you have to kind of be a detective. Yes. Right? Looking at, here's what you say it is, but um, what are you actually doing? You know, how are you performing? And that's how we can actually nail down what it really is. You could ask me, I'll tell you. <laughs> so last times what I'll do is uh, I have this tool we call the acceptance ladder. And in the tool, we'll actually start out with a column that lists out, here's what you're saying your culture is. So we list those things out. And then what we do is we actually say another column where we actually list out, here's, here's the behavior that you would be expected to perform if this was your culture. So say you're, uh, uh, you know, you say, you say your culture is, is happy and sunny or something. And well, if you're a happy, sunny person, I would expect you to, you know, in that second column to be saying hello to everyone and to yes. say all these things that are positive. Um, not, polish our si not polish our six <laughs> bottles of, of Maalox a week. Yeah. <laughs> that brings us to the third column, right? The third column we look at, well, what is the actual behavior that you're exhibiting, right? So you yes. have your, you know, your values, your, your, uh, kind of the the behaviors that would be expected expected behaviors if you actually had that value and then the third column is going to be the actual behaviors and so we'll write down mm -hmm. hey you're this is where you're uh you know you're cursing each other out and uh you're uh down in the mailbox uh you know you you, you never let a, a good uh a good wisecrack go without putting someone down <laughs> you write all that stuff in the you know what you're actually doing in the third column and then you can compare them Right, I compare here with my actual behavior versus the expected behavior. Uh -huh. And then when I do that, I create this fourth column. And the fourth column, I look at, hey, if you're if there's a difference between the expected behavior and your actual behavior, why would a reasonable person exhibit the actual behavior? Right. So right, those end up becoming your underlying or uncovered assumptions. Right. Okay, well, let's 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 slow down a bit. Hey, the, whoa uh -huh. there. Um, <laughs> so wait, so what? So we're okay. So so far, we get you. You check the. Uh, you say this is what I think my culture is. Correct. And then we say, well, if you what what would you expect? Uh, what Behavior what's the wise. first thing? the behavior would be. Right, um, that, that really were your values, really was your culture. What would I see? What okay. would I expect to see? Now, just just question, question one. Uh-huh. Are we assuming that, like, you're, like, people say all sorts of platitudes. Like, why would you, right. like, and claim all sorts of stupid crap about your culture? But like, why would, should we have a, a, a phase where like, why would you want your culture to be like you claim you think that it is? Like, <laughs> what's, the, what's the point in having this culture that you claim to have? Well, you know, I, I, normally I, I don't actually examine that too much because uh, then, then you start getting into psychological issues, right? <laughs> like, you know, like, 
uh, one of somebody's like cultural thing is like, yeah, we're like high speed, high octane, like super achievers. Like, right. that's like, okay, let's say, let's say you determine what, what like behaviors you would expect from that. Like, maybe that's just like not a healthy amount of pressure to be putting on your employees. But yeah, that seems to be like the uh, par for the course for a lot of American businesses. They pride themselves uh-huh. on being hot, octane, and super energy, putting forth lots of effort. <laughs> yeah, so like maybe that's like not a good thing to to be. Like maybe that is something that you think your culture is, and like it like doesn't lead to better results, doesn't do you any good, and it's just bullshit. So maybe you should just revise your culture like is that is that is that's that or is that just like you're saying that's like or like the thing about hierarchies most people think hierarchies are the shiz they're the best thing ever because right i get to have a corner office and piss on everybody (laughs) so i'll tell you the reason we don't do a lot of in-depth analysis on at this point over where they should be is because at this point, we're just trying to identify where you're at, what your current state is. And we know that people aren't honest about where they're at. And we haven't even started the change process yet. Uh-huh. So okay. Once so we get to that. Uh, then we'll be like, well, maybe we shouldn't try to do that. Like, uh-huh. exactly. exactly. I see what you're going to do. You're going to hide the ball. You're going to be like, we're not going to tell you not to be high octane, you know, five Red Bulls a day lunatics. We'll just, you know, try to focus on the other positive things you want. Or well, something. again, at this point, we aren't even trying to change you at all. We're just trying to see who you are. Right? Yes, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm getting ahead of myself. Yes, that's yes. that's me. <laughs> I missed to get ahead of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> You're Mr. High IT fast paced environment. <laughs> exactly, yes. That's me. Okay, anyways. Um yeah, so okay, fine. So okay, first we we see what you're doing and what your behaviors are and what we would expect your behaviors to be. Then we say, okay, what are your behaviors and are there any gaps between that? Right. And usually there are there almost always are gaps between what we expect your behavior to be and what they actually are. They're almost always a disconnect. Well, I mean, like, you know, I blow me over with a spoon. Uh, but uh, yeah, like, I mean, like, I don't know, my, who was the one? I think it was, I think it was Voltaire or Montaigne. It was one of the French guys. So getting back to that, anyways. But who said that uh, hypocrisy is the tribute that virtue pays pays to vice, that vice pays to <laughs> virtue? Like, like yeah, like everyone's a hypocrite, you know. Like, if you try not to be a hypocrite, you know, you won't do anything, you know. So like, yeah, everyone's gonna fall short of their ideals and their whatever. But okay, anyways, let's let's stay on let's stay on track a bit. Okay, then what yeah. was your what was the next step? In the so, so once I once I compare the 
actual behavior to the expected behavior given those values, I find a difference and I, I label those uncover assumptions. So I'll put them <laughs> in, the, in the fourth column. Yeah. And then once, <laughs> once I have those listed, I'm going to analyze all those uncovered assumptions. Right. And the reason I'm analyzing them is because usually looking at those uncovered assumptions indicates exactly what your real values really are. And that's how I figure out what, you know, no matter what you said, here's what you really believe in. Right. Uh huh. And it, Oh, again, uh, the, be... you just you just flip the table on them, just like <laughs> you're all it's all bullshit. This is what you think. Exactly. Stop lying to yourself. <laughs> do, 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 you you, you got to start where you are. Do you shake them a bit? Do you like get up? You know. <laughs> uh -huh. But usually you do one of those things where you're uh, you know, you're using their words against them. It's like, hey, I, I know you said you're this way, but you just told me you do this, right? You just, you know, yeah, you said you want to be healthy and everything, but, you know, you, you just told me that you smoke and drink every day. Uh -huh. right? Did anyone ever go it's, like Jack Jack Nicholson, A Few Good Men on You? Like, <laughs> you can't handle it's the usually, truth. It's usually the opposite. It's me, it's me doing that to them, right? <laughs> uh -huh. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. So, so now I've done the first step, right? Yeah. I go through all that. And I figure uh -huh. out, well, here's where you really are. Here's what you really value. And here's what you really believe. Are we talking about the people or like the, the like culture? Like, that's like the culture doesn't really believe anything, right? Like, or like, or you're talking to the executive, like you're trying to make a culture like this. You're trying to make culture X of, of equality and camaraderie. But yet, you're, um, you know. No one has a key to the executive restroom. <laughs> exactly, yes. Yeah. We're all, you know, yours is on the 28th floor, and theirs is in the basement. Yes. But yet, you're giving th three people offices in your new th part thing, and then a bunch of people tiny cubicles. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just like a, it's the old animal farm thing where, uh, yes, we're all yes. equal, but some of us are more equal than others. <laughs> exactly, exactly what happened, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. There was a whole thing when when a certain company I, I worked for moved into an office. They were like telecommuting, and then they moved into an office, and I was like, oh, wait. So these people get offices. And these people get cubicles. Oh, well, I guess that's how it is. <laughs> but yes, we're all equal. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so you, so usually it's a, even after you go through this exercise, you, it's a shock to people that, hey, you know what? What you say you value, what you say your culture is, really isn't um, the way it appears. Right, it isn't isn't what you say it is. Yes, and, uh, you got to shake them awake. So that's like the first step, right? You got to you got to admit. You got to get people. To, it's like the twelve step program. You got to yes. get people to admit where they actually. Or like are. the, 
Isn't that like the? I don't, I'm not familiar with the twelve step, twelve step program. To be honest, you know, I say, oh, yeah. I say, I say whatever. You know, I'm gonna die with a margarita in my hand. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but what is it? The, like the 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 stages of grief. Like first, it's denial, then it's acceptance. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. Most times, it's a uh, denial. The first step is you have to, uh, you kind of have to admit to what you really are, right? Yes. Okay. So this is like the first step. Okay. So now your culture hasn't changed. You just also added self-loathing to your to your culture. <laughs> well, see, once you get people to identify where they are and to admit it, now we can do what you're talking about, which is we can look at. What your, what's your vision? And based on what your vision is, <laughs> Sorry. let's determine, <laughs> let's, let's determine uh, based on your vision, what behaviors or what culture you need to, to have in order to reach it. Uh-huh. Okay. Yes. So I just keep now laughing. Now we can challenge, why do you want to be there, right? Yes. Yeah. But, but, so you say you keep laughing because of what? Because before you were like, so then after we determined, like I had to like mute myself for a bit because I just went on to like those, like I got like that brain worm where you like, you like make a joke that's not so funny and then you start cracking up in your mind. And so like, you were like, yeah. So then after, <laughs> after we've identified where the, where, the, where the gaps are, and I was gonna chime in and be like, you kick him in the nuts. <laughs> And then, <laughs> and then, like I was like, no, that's that that wouldn't be the that wouldn't not, not you know he he's in the, he's in the middle of saying an important point. I shouldn't say that, so I had to mute myself. <laughs> Anyways, so then when you were saying, oh yeah, so yeah, and then we get to what you were talking about, and I was like, oh wait, no, not that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not yeah. not kicking him in that. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it's not good for referrals. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's a pretty bad thing at work. No, it's, it's frowned upon a little bit. You ever seen, yeah, you know, do you see the movie like Anger Management? Oh, I love that movie. Yeah, like that's like, you know, like nobody cares. Like, you know, like that seems like some like one of his tactics. Like, and then you just go and you kick him in the nuts. Anyways, back to the back to the, <laughs> back to our regular uh Regular, regular scheduled you know, broadcast. Regular scheduled broadcast. Yes. So, uh, so now you know. So again, I know where they are now. We yes. start looking at their vision, and we say, "All right, so what behaviors or what culture do we need to actually get us toward that vision?" Right. Okay. Let's let's have an example here of a good vision, and what 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 you what. What's what we would need to do it? Yeah. So, what's a is it Google who has the uh, the whole thing about do no evil? I mean, for they used to. <laughs> no, they. Well, it's an excellent case, right? Well, they revised it. No, they had they their the thing is don't be evil. Do a little evil. <laughs> and now it's like, ah, don't be so evil. <laughs> <laughs> don't get caught doing evil. 
you know, like Snidely Whiplash evil is okay, but like <laughs> packed with Satan evil is kind of bad, you know. <laughs> so yeah, they uh, so, you know, so say the, the do no evil thing, right? And then you look at what what are they actually doing, right? And you look at the uh, the mass exodus and people protesting inside, and it's like, hey, you know what? Would those things really happen? If they really believe in doing the evil, right? Uh huh. So yeah, to be I look at what they really. Be, to be fair, they're a publicly traded company. It's always impossible to do no evil at that point. Like, <laughs> like I mean, like shareholders are not going to like be like, well, we could have seen like you know quarterly or earnings, but we'd have to be a little bit evil. It's like okay, like you know. Bring on Lucifer, man. Like, <laughs> I, I, I like to believe that there's a way that you can, you can make profit and do no evil. Okay. There, there might be, but it would like take like a sort of like, I feel like that would take like either a culture of like, of like shareholders, like, like which don't believe in evil or like an actual like real leadership. Which neither of which Google has. So there you're at. There you got it. Right. I I think about like what do I what values what characteristics do I need to have in order to reach the vision, and so maybe it is like having great leadership. Maybe it is uh -huh. actually really being able to be creative and invent new things rather than just buying other people that invent new things and shutting their companies down so you have less competition right um okay i mean google does that but like that's like amazon's thing like google is more like oh we did it's we're not selling methamphetamine to children the algorithm is doing it <laughs> <laughs> i thought you're gonna say we just sell it to their parents and they pass it on to a kid no like no, oh no like that no that's not that no, not even like no, like literally, like it's like, oh, we found that our algorithm is like, is like, uh, you know, is like offering, uh, you know, pornography to children, but like, oh well, dude, we should really put some, put some buffers on that algorithm when it stops making lots of money. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, so and this is a great point, right? I mean. So we, you know, we, we're literally thinking about like, what does it really take to actually live up to that vision? And we say, you know, we need leadership. We need the, you know, inventiveness. Um, we need that kind of a, you know, a moral compass. And so uh, then you, you look at the gap between where you are and what values you should have. Yes. And I'm then, depressing. Again, <laughs> and you're doing this, this the same cycle again where before we actually said you know your stated you, you had these stated values and we looked at what uh what behaviors would you expect to see for those stated values we're gonna do mm -hmm. the same thing here right for the for the values that we think we need to have for the future what behaviors would you expect to see to know that you're exhibiting those values Right, is that, that culture? Uh huh. Then, okay. Yeah. Now here's the here's the key part of this whole thing. 
I was waiting people for this part. People have this myth. <laughs> people have this myth that you can talk people into a new culture. And it's absolutely false. No. But you have to it's do much, it's much more lucrative to like, you know, spend billions of taxpayer dollars and like lots of military uh military uh you know uh strength to like occupy a country for like 20 years then like pull out and like you know that that that's how you change a culture <laughs> yeah we we, we we do a good job of making more and more countries hate america right <laughs> <laughs> yeah that or you know spreading democracy at at the at the bottom of a boot <laughs> now so the way to do this is you now people have this myth they think that you can talk people into it but really people's beliefs are based upon their experiences and so what you have mm -hmm. to do is give them new experiences so you figure out what uh, behaviors do you need to exhibit. I see what you're saying. Augmented you reality. Behaviors. That's right. Right? Not, I make them do it. I make them do those behaviors. And then when they do those behaviors, they'll get better results. And when they get the better uh -huh. results, the results are what makes you believe that this new way is better than the old way. So yes. because you had those results, you have a new experience, and that's what brings the belief. So you have to actually force, ma management has to focus on making sure that people exhibit the new behaviors that are aligned to the new culture that they want. Mm -hmm. That's the key. So, so management needs to like enforce at the, you know, with the, with the iron fist, the non-hierarchical culture. Correct. Okay. That seems like a paradox though. Like how, like their management and they're enforcing a non-hierarchy with an iron fist. Doesn't that make it hierarchical? No. The, uh, so here's the thing. When I'm trying to get rid of bad behavior, what I want to do is not focus on the bad behavior, but focus on the behavior that I want. So if yeah. I want people to be non-hierarchical, yeah. the way management should do it is by serving their team. Oh. So you go to the scrum masters and have the scrum masters collect, here's what they need from management, and then management oh. should focus on giving the teams what they need to be successful. I see. So, so not like publicly not publicly flogging people who act in a hierarchical fashion. Correct. <laughs> okay. Flogging yeah, different things in the wrong message. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I guess your solution is a little more elegant. Yeah. So, like, um, if you have the scrum master say, "Hey, teams, what do you need?" and they keep track of it. And everything they need, management just gives it to them, right? So now there's management is serving the team. So now yeah. this new culture of servant leadership 
is developing within the organization. And because that certain leadership is developing in the organization, now the teams are actually acting in a way that's against the hierarchy because they're actually telling management what to do. So they uh -huh. have control. Right? Mm -hmm. Okay. But it, Toyota's great. Toyota. Like, Toyota, they, they, Toyota actually sets up budgets specifically for management to actually try out ideas that their employees have, that the teams have. Okay. Even if the even if the ideas don't, aren't always fruitful, right? The, the teams have to be able to see it in order to believe that they have a voice and that they can actually suggest things to management. Mm -hmm. And once they see, oh, look, management is actually implementing our ideas, they'll give you more ideas. Yeah. Eventually. One of those one of those ideas is going to be a, a, a genius one, but they're going to change the process and they'll get better productivity out, and it'll be worth all the money that's invested. Yes, that's how you change the culture. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, the problem is that you got to build up enough trust initially to get the employees to actually give you their ideas. And then you find the scrum master can do. No, no. <laughs> that's, that's probably the fastest way to destroy all the trust, right? Yes, yes. The, the uh, one of the reasons that that the employees claim not to want to disclose things to management is for fear of being fired. So if you fire them, it's like, aha, you're doing just what I expected. I'm not telling you anything. That trust is gone. So the, the other weeks that uh, there was a there was a retrospective, right? And they, they this is like the first retrospective they ever did in this company. So they're like, "Oh, does anyone have any feedback?" And so it was like totally silent. So it's like, okay, well, you know, I guess I guess I'll start, and then I just started <laughs> like I just like totally like you know like just like like. Uh, started complaining about every single possible thing. Cause like, I don't know, like I like very slowly, like this the meeting was not like, you know, like no, everyone else is entirely silent. And then like suddenly like everyone's like, yeah, that is a tremendous problem that ruins all my work, my workflow. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> like, oh yeah. And then it's like, well, oh, there's this other thing, you know, <laughs> you know? but yeah, apparently like, yes. So, the, uh, so, we would say that that culture is not a culture. We would say that that culture is not a culture that has yet fostered the trust of your employees. Absolutely. And, and it, this is really important. How you receive that feedback is essential. If management, you know, if the feedback comes in, so you're complaining about stuff and management says, oh, this is a stupid idea or why are you complaining and blah, blah, blah then it's not going to build this trust that they're going to do anything about it. So you'll stop actually giving them information where if they receive it in a way that says, you know what, this is excellent, excellent point. Let me follow up and see what I can do to, to, to satisfy your complaint, right? 
treating you as a, a customer, then it instills this kind of distrust, this loyalty. Yes. Completely changes everything. Yeah, yeah. I guess we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, and listen to what you just said. You said, I guess we'll see. And that's the thing. In order for people to change their culture, they have to see results or they don't believe it. So management has to take whatever they say and act on it and make it visible so people can actually see evidence, they can see proof that they can actually make a change. If they don't, the culture won't change. I hear. Okay. What else? What else do you do to, to force the culture to its needs? So, so now, so again, I'm going to start by um, continuously rewarding the right behavior. So now I'm going to shift my attention to catch people doing something right and rewarding that behavior. What is this, like a Skinner after, box or something? Well, so here's what happens usually. Usually management polices bad behavior. They're trying to catch you doing something wrong. And then they punish you for the bad behavior. So yes. they have to shift their attention to rewarding you for the good behavior. Yes. Then you'll do more of the good behavior. Uh-huh. So once the, the good behaviors are solidified, then I can actually start punishing you for bad behavior. But I, again, I got to focus on the good behavior first. Uh -huh. Now, when I'm actually rewarding the good behavior, I can start punishing the bad behavior, but I'm just doing that to set a precedence. A precedent. What I really want is for, for the teams, you punish the bad behavior. So I'll, I'll show you how it's done, right? Which is, you know, calling it out. But I really want you to do it. And as you enforce the good behavior, punish the bad behavior, the culture shifts. Uh-huh. This seems like one of those behavioral Skinner experiments. <laughs> It, it sort of is. Yeah. But again, I think what people do. Is okay, but but, like, but there's like this, like, mm -hmm. there is like a thing where like some people are just jerks. Right? Like, if you find the a jerk, made you gotta up get of rid people. of them. Uh, right. Well, you gotta I get mean, rid of the jerks. Sometimes you wouldn't have a company left. <laughs> if your company is built up of all jerks, you didn't have a company to begin with. You were doomed. <laughs> uh, I mean, everyone's a little bit of a jerk, you know, like, you know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Okay, yeah. Okay, fine. So. But, so the bad part, again, what people do incorrectly they believe that you have to convince people to change values. Yeah. And 
you can't really talk people into it. It's like your your values are like you know they're fundamental. They're they're like your religion. I, I I'm not gonna go to you and and be able to talk you out of your religion and say hey you know what I don't know Please. I've been talked out of things. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's really hard to do most people cling to it the more you try to talk them out of it so uh, you gotta get okay. them to behave out of it yes now the scrum master is pivotal for this stuff right the, the scrum master needs to one find out what the culture should be by working with management and two call out good behavior that we want and the bad behavior that we need to, uh, to punish within the team itself. So they gotta yeah, the, I feel like this is like a way more high skill than most people. Like, yeah, that level of skill on top of like, usually they hire, like they, they have the team leader sort of be the scrum master. And like, yeah, the team leaders like has, this is like a very specific skill we're talking about. Like, right. Like, in fact, like being a good engineer, I feel makes you less qualified to do this. I don't disagree because this is a huge people skill. Yeah, like this is like a, this is like very like, yeah, this is like extremely not black and white. And like mm-hmm. a good engineer is extremely like, oh yes, like, like you have all these, you have all these fluffy things in your head, and I'm very black and white. I'm gonna, you know, flesh out your problem. I have good analytical skills, and then I'm very good at, you know, like uh, putting it into uh, human readable uh, and compilable stuff. <laughs> Whereas this is like, oh, like. I mean, it's like, it's not like not scientific, like, you know, obviously like there's the scientific method would be involved and like, I think that if I do this, that, you know, like if you see your stuff isn't working, you just stop doing it. But like, yeah, it's much more like, uh, yeah, dealing with people and gaining trust. Like I never trust developers. No, this this is highly involved, and it's it's not for the faint of heart. And you know, when I mean, you're trying to change culture, you need to be careful. To your point, about who the scrum master is. If they don't have these people skills, they they're not empathetic. They can't, you know, they don't have the emotional intelligence to know where people are at. You might not want to have them as scrum master during this time period, because they won't be able to hack it. Yeah. Which I think uh, that a lot of people actually hire the wrong skill sets for Scrum Master, period. Yeah. Yeah, but that it, it, it because it's a leadership position sort of, so like you usually think the leader needs to have, I mean, it's generally a fallacy where you think the leader needs to be have the skills more than the people he's leading, where that's like not, it's almost like 
if he's better at doing that, he should just do it himself. Uh, <laughs> like really what yeah, he needs to have is ability to manage manage people and various things and various things like like a good developer does not necessarily make a great leader but yeah, this is more coaching this is this is coaching this is facilitation this is me recognizing what you're doing right what you're doing wrong and how to actually nudge you the right way to get you to do it better. Uh-huh. Without convincing you. Correct. Yeah. There's a, that old Nietzsche phrase, I, I think I've said it before, where, uh, no, Nietzsche said that everything I tell you is a lie, but everything you tell yourself is the truth. Yes. If I if I try to convince you, you're gonna you're gonna fight against me. Every for every action, there's an equal equal and opposite reaction. So when I try to push you a certain way, you're gonna push back. I need to get you to actually convince yourself, which means I need to actually get you to, to perform the right behaviors so that you get the results, so that you can see that there's a better way. Uh huh. Otherwise, we both lose. I'm a bigger fan of Nietzsche in his like later years for everything he said was highly influenced by advanced syphilis, but you know, that's just me. <laughs> he may have been a tad bit funnier then. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, and like way more like tooting his own horn. Like, like every, I think he wrote like every sentence I said is more than uh, like ph other philosophers wrote in their entire, you know, book. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so like, yeah, I think you had to hire, you have to appoint scrum masters in the position who can actually recognize what people need in order to be successful from a coaching perspective and then give them what they need. Right. Which is hard because most people, when they're trying, when they're under the gun for reaching a goal, they switch goals themselves. But the original goal was to actually help the people accomplish what they need to accomplish, and they switch often to making their goal accomplishing the team's goal, and they don't put the emphasis on the people. And as a scrum uh -huh. master, you got to put the emphasis on, on the people, right? They've got to be able to do this. Yes. This is reminding so, me of my, my 180 in mental health, where I used to think that, that coaches were scams because they're basically like trying to practice psychology without a license. <laughs> uh, and then like at one point I was like, I actually did like a whole total like full 180 on it. And I was like, psychologists are scams because they learn a bunch of things that's not relevant to any, like a bunch of theories of personality and stuff that are usually not relevant to anything that they need, that their that their clients need. And like either they have a sense for it or they don't. That ends up being what you're paying them for. So right. you might as well just pay, you know, so they could have just been a coach. <laughs> <laughs> Probably save a lot of money too. 
<laughs> I say like no, like it's like I mean, you know, it's partly partially just an insurance scam, but I don't know how much insurance pays for psychology in many ways. So, well, probably probably a lot more now because uh, you know, we're, we're in a, a worldwide uh, mental crisis with the pandemic. <laughs> Everyone yes. needs a psychiatrist now. <laughs> Did I ever share with you that that that? That paper from NIH about um, the the effects of the mass hysteria of COVID. No, no, you haven't. But yeah, oh, I'll send, send that over. I'll share it with you. Yeah, I thought it was eye opening. It's like I mean, it's like NIH funded research is basically like yeah, the way that the that the government and media handled this. Uh, was terrible and caused undue mass hysteria and was counter counterproductive to the general health effort. <laughs> wow. Yeah, about the that may be something to explore because you know I think that you know when you when you're making this cultural change, there is a limit to how fast you can go. Uh -huh. like people can only take so much change, and yes. you have to be aware of when you're doing more damage to the people um, because we're going at a pace that they can't sustain. Yes. Like maybe, maybe when, when you have a, a disease with a 99.9997 survival rate and you're a public health official uh, and you've had it for two years, Maybe you shouldn't like say stuff like, "Oh, maybe we're gonna have to cancel Christmas." <laughs> like, maybe that's causing undue panic. <laughs> but you know, that's that's you know, that's you know, I mean, whatever you read the, it's I mean, this is before this this Christmas, but like, yeah, this this level of mass hysteria, like, you know, anyways, I'll I'll share the I'll share the article. It's like NIH researched. Uh, it's good stuff. You know, it's eye-opening. So, so just to sum up, you know, again, cultural change, you got to start out identifying what the real culture is. Not what people say it is, but what the real culture is, right? Yes. Now, then I need to actually look at, well, what culture do we need to accomplish our goals? And let's make sure that we pick out the right ones, yes. right? Then I do a gap analysis between where I am right now and where I need to be from a cultural perspective. Yes. What behaviors do I need to exhibit? Let's mm -hmm. reinforce the good behaviors going towards where we need to go. And let's start punishing the bad behaviors. Right. And yes. I'm doing this all the while I'm going to be producing results. I need to actually publish the results so that people can see that the new behaviors are actually working. <laughs> Yes. And then their values change, and then our, and that makes our culture uh -huh. change. Yes, if that doesn't work, it's a cycle. Just, just a few swift kicks. <laughs> when you started yes. giggling, I, I figured you were going back there. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 whatever. It's like my my reptile brain is just like you know, it's it's, you know, it's uh, it, it's usually due to lack of sleep, where it's just like my reptile. The rep, the, you know, the the, uh, the brainstem and the cerebellum, just like they just, you know, they're just like 
says, pay attention to me. <laughs> stop with the stop with the frontal lobe. Enough with you. <laughs> well, yes. I think that this will be a, a good a good uh, a good point to kind of to end today's session, and then maybe maybe in, in next week's session, the next agile venture, maybe we delve into the aspect of the tolerance for change that people can actually withstand. And we can even actually bring in the article. Article. Yes. Like, when does it do okay, damage cool. versus, yeah, how fast? Okay, really cool. Go? I will send it to you uh, after I get off this. After we get off this podcast. The, that works. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, okay. Cool. All right. Where do you want me to send it to? By the way, oh, I'll 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 do it afterwards. Cause, okay. Yeah. Yes. All right. Stop recording. Oh, no worries.